Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is Monday, the start of a new week, Champions League week, of course, although not quite as much riding on this one as has been the case in previous Champions League games of Arsenal, having already qualified as group winners, of course, but they do end their group stage on Tuesday night tomorrow away at PSV. They'll be flying out a little bit later on today for that one. So we'll focus today's show mainly on that game, some interesting points about who could start in this one. What is Mikel going to do with the team already qualified? Do you make wholesale changes? Do you arrest everyone ahead of that game against Brighton, which is a really important game this weekend, especially coming off the back of the defeat against Villa, of course, at the weekend. And with Liverpool to come, need to be picking up three points against the Brighton team, who have got a very, very good record at the Emirates Stadium. In recent years, uh, so I've got plenty to talk about today. Got some questions and comments from you guys as well. Getting in touch, um, big big day for the women yesterday, of course, record breaking day for the women against Chelsea at the Emirates Stadium. So a fair bit to talk about today. So let's start with the PSV game, shall we? And sort of looking at who could well be starting this game. Now I think there's definitely going to be big big changes. I'll be surprised if anyone who started against Aston Villa starts in this game on Tuesday night. I just don't see the point in it. Obviously, it's been a really demanding start to this season um, with the Premier League, with the Champions League, with international footballs. It's rare at the moment you get an opportunity to really just give everyone who's so crucial to the starting eleven a night off. And Mikel has that opportunity. Now, so many times in these sort of games when you think, oh, he's going to make loads of changes, he doesn't. He goes pretty strong. But I just don't see any reason for doing that tomorrow night there's lots of players who need minutes who need to play and this is the opportunity to do that and to give the likes of Saka, Martinelli, Jesus, Declan Rice, William Saliba, Gabriel, Ben White, all of those players the nights off to rest the legs and make sure they are ready for Brighton at the weekend because that Brighton game is really really important and Brighton have got a huge game in the Europa League on Thursday night that they can't afford to rest players for it's a winner takes all game against Marseille on Thursday night. The winner of that game wins the group and then avoids the next round in the Europa League like Arsenal did last season. You avoid having a player team has come down from the Champions League. So it's a really big sort of carrot for whatever team wins that dangling in front of them. So I can't see how Brighton can take their foot off the gas or rest players ahead of the Arsenal game. So Arsenal got an opportunity there to have really fresh legs at the weekend. And I think they've got to take it. I just don't see the point. Yes, you want to 
win every game. You want to, you don't want momentum to slip. And if Arsenal lose against PSV, then suddenly it's two defeats in a row in all competitions. Uh, and they'll have that narrative going into the Brighton game. But I do think it's worth it. And they might not, and I'm not saying chuck the game by any means. They still can put out a strong team. The likes of Jorginho, I think, has to come in. You give Reese Nelson an opportunity. He's been crying out for one in recent weeks. You start Eddie and Ketia. You know, those sort of players come in. Kivior comes in um, in defence. You're going to have to probably play. Although, yeah, when I say you you don't give, um, you don't start anyone you start against Villa, maybe you're going to have to start one in defence just because of the numbers. But, you know, Cedric... <laughs> the lesser spotted Cedric uh, could well be starting in this game. Those sort of players, obviously Aaron Ramsdale comes in, like I said, Kivior at left back. There's lots of opportunities, you know, some really talented young players as well who could get a chance. who have been in and around it, who've um, been training a lot with the first team, but haven't really been given an opportunity in the, in the, uh, in terms of an actual match yet. They could come in for this time, this, this side, uh, this game. So there's just, I just don't see the point in risking it, as I said. And when I talk about some of the youngsters, obviously, Ethan Manieri scored five goals in the weekend in the FA Youth Cup in the second half. Five goals in 45 minutes. He's absolutely flying. Of course, made his debut in the Premier League against Brentford last season. We haven't seen him since then. Surely this is a perfect opportunity to give Ethan some game time, whether it be from the start, probably not, but certainly coming off the bench. Raul Waters there, you know, needs needs to play, I think. He's been in and around it for a long, long time. Simon Collins over at Evening Standard, has um, written a story today saying Arsenal in contract talks with with Walters. He's out of contract at the end of this season. There's right, there's interested clubs from the Premier League and abroad, sort of monitoring the situation. He's a really talented player. He's highly rated at the club. He needs to be shown that he's going to get some minutes. He needs some opportunities to play. And this is the perfect opportunity to play. And whether it be at right back, whether it be at centre back, you know, give him a chance to see how he can do at this level. He's been training so often with the first team. Been on the bench recently. This is a chance to to give him a game, um, and I really think it's something that Mikel Arteta needs to uh, needs to take. But let me know what you guys think in terms of starting eleven ahead of uh, ahead of the game. Mikel's going to be speaking a little bit later on today when they fly out to PSV. The press conference is over in Holland at five forty five pm UK time, so it'll be interesting to see what Mikel has to say and whether we get any sort of hints in terms of what the travelling squad is. But let me know who you think should be starting. What players you'd like to see given a chance tomorrow? Let me know in the comments below. Uh, one of you, Hamza, has already got in touch and said this is his lineup for the PSV's ga- PSV game. He's got Ramsdale, Cedric, Kivior, Gabriel, Sosa, Jorginho, Luis Skelly, Wanieri, Nelson, and Ketia Trossard. I know there is a lot of youth players in this, but I feel like Arteta should give these players a chance to play with no risk as we've already through to the last 16 and top of the group. So I don't see any need to risk regular starters. Leave Saliba, Rice, Saka at home. Absolutely 100%, Hamza. I agree with you 100%. Like I said, there's still some strong players in there. You know, Trossard, again, yep, player who can start this game. Nelson and Ketia. Um, Jorginho, as I said, I think probably one of the centre-backs will have to start this one, whether it be Gabriel or Saliba. Personally, I'd go for Gabriel, I agree. Um, you know, Kivior, I think, is a really good player. Ramsdale come in. Cedric, agree. I'm not sure if Sosa at left-back. I think probably might go Kivior at left-back in this one. And potentially, you could have then have Gabriel and, um, next to uh, Raul Walters. And then you could have Cedric at, at right-back in this one. But I think that team... You know, I I wouldn't be against it. I'd be surprised if he goes Luis Skelly and Wanieri. I think they both could get minutes. I think they both should get minutes in this game. But I think they might might well come off the bench. I think that's uh, playing both of those two from the start 
I'm not sure if he will if he'll go down that route, but we'll have to wait and see. It'd be uh, it'd be interesting, certainly. And there's just no, like you said, there's no risk on this game. It's either it's not like if they don't perform and they lose and that's it, they're not going to get another chance. I just think you've got to give give players an opportunity. It's might it's going to be an incredible atmosphere at PSV. It always is over there. It's going to be a really difficult game. But what an opportunity for these youngsters just to show what they can do. Like I said, they've been in and around it for a long time now, some of these players, without really getting an opportunity. Walters especially. You know, Lewis Skelly, we've not seen him come on yet. Um, and they just deserve an opportunity to play. And if if not now, when? I think that's going to be a really key question in this. And we've all said it about Arteta before. It's like, mate, does he does he give youngsters enough opportunities to impress? Does he blood enough uh, enough of them since he's arrived at the club? You know, and I think it's a really fair question. And if it isn't tomorrow, then when? There is going to be no better opportunity than tomorrow's game to do it, to give them a chance to show what they can do. Just feels perfect. And, uh, and I really hope he does take it. I think it'll add a little bit of added intrigue into the game as well because it is a dead rubber we've seen a lot of the you know trossards and ketia and all those sort of players we see we know what they can do but i think when you add a couple of real sort of new youngsters into the mix it just adds a little bit of intrigue into a game that everyone's just a bit probably like uh, about that's not really too bothered about and so i'd really like to see it but again let me know in the comments below if you agree or not uh okay we'll focus our attention on where things stand in the premier league now for Arsenal. Actually, quickly going back to the game, it's going to be good to see Aaron Ramsdale play. And I think he will come in. He should certainly come in. And he deserves it because it'd be good to see him, see him get his uh, Champions League debut. Whether it ends up being his last Champions League appearance for Arsenal remains to be seen. But it'd be good to see him get a Champions League debut tomorrow, nonetheless. Okay, back to the um, Premier League and where, where things stand. Of course, Arsenal, disappointing result for them at the weekend. Aston Villa being knocked off top spot now by Liverpool, who left it late once again, just like they did against Fulham to come back and get an injury time winner against Crystal Palace. Controversial fashion, of course, with Palace going down to 10 men while they were leading 1-0. Andreo sent off two yellow cards that were ridiculous. The first one, just Van Dyke booting the ball against him, getting him booted. I don't see how that, how doing that is worse than diving. Yeah, You know, you see players now getting booked for waving imaginary yellow cards. Booting a ball against them from two yards to deliberately get them booked when you're standing over a free kick. Surely that's exactly the same as asking for a, um, an, a, a player to get yellow card. You get booked for doing that now if you actually ask for a yellow card to be given. But surely just booting the ball deliberately against someone to get them booked is virtually exactly the same. I thought it was really poor from Van Dijk. I hate that. And I thought it was interesting that Roy Hodgson mentions it afterwards. And the second yellow is just frankly a joke that he got sent off for that. Really, really poor. And it was costly. I'm not surprised Roy Hodgson was... Uh, was fuming afterwards. But yeah, Liverpool top. Spurs obviously winning yesterday. Got um, that win against Newcastle, who look absolutely out on their feet at the moment. Newcastle really, really struggling. Heavy defeat at Everton in midweek. Another heavy defeat at Spurs yesterday. Um, they're slipping down to seventh now, Newcastle. The injuries really, really beginning to have an impact on them. And it's all very, very tight. Once again, going into that we uh, this weekend's fixtures, Arsenal at Brighton, against Brighton, obviously, um, and then go to Liverpool. So it's a big weekend, this one, for Arsenal. The Premier League, Premier League shaping up to be an absolutely thrilling one, as I've said before. Um, Martin Odegaard was speaking after the game in the mix zone after the game. He kind of followed on from some of the comments he gave in the immediate sort of press conference stuff he did or, or TV interviews that he did when he was talking about the Villa game. And he sort of said the same about how I think it's just important not to feel for them to feel too downbeat. And he just accepted that they weren't good enough in front of goal on the day. He didn't 
blame the referee, didn't blame the officials that didn't go, uh, you know, the decisions that didn't go Arsenal's way. So we just have to take our chances. When you come to a place like this, it is always tough. So you have to be ruthless in front of goal, myself included. I missed a few big ones, so that's annoying. But the only thing we can do is work hard and improve and bounce back in the next one. And, you know, I, as I said in yesterday's show, I just don't feel too downbeat about the defeat against Villa. I feel disappointed, 100%. I feel disappointed, but I don't feel downbeat. It's a very similar feeling to after the Newcastle game. Perhaps slightly different in that I thought Arsenal should have won against Villa. I thought they did enough to win that game, not just to get a point. They didn't do enough to win at Newcastle, but they didn't certainly didn't deserve to lose a draw. It should have been a draw that game. But this one was different. I felt like they should have won. You know, that if they'd have been more switched on in the final third, if the attackers had played better, if Odegaard, Jesus, Saka and Martinelli had been anywhere near their proper level, they win that game. There were so many opportunities to win that game that they didn't take, not just with the finishing, but the as I said yesterday, the, the positions they got themselves on the pitch that they didn't take advantage of, having turned the ball over, won it back high up the pitch from Villa and having sort of three on two or four on three situations and not even getting a shot away. It was just, it just summed up Arsenal's performance in the final third against Villa. They just weren't on it and that was really, really disappointing. But sometimes you just have those games, don't you? And it really felt like one of those games. And that's why I'm not too disappointed. But the key things now is that Arsenal bounce back. They've got to make sure they're not that poor again in the final third when they play Brighton at the weekend because Brighton will cause Arsenal problems. They always do. Brighton always come to the Emirates and cause Arsenal problems. And they win <laughs> a lot of the time, as they did last season, 3-0. So Arsenal cannot afford to be that poor in the final third again. If they get chances against Brighton, they have to take them because if not, they'll end up losing because when you don't take your chances, you always run the risk of conceding at the other end and that's what happened against Villa and that's why they end up losing the game, albeit decisions again, of course, didn't go their way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Uh, before getting to come to your questions and comments, just wanted to touch on the women's game yesterday. Huge game against Chelsea, of course, in the WSL. Uh, and Arsenal thump in Chelsea 4-1 in front of a record-breaking crowd, 50, just over 59,000. The Emirates breaking um, the record they set earlier on the season against Liverpool when they got 54,000. Just a huge night, a huge day, sorry, not night, again, for the women who can continue to set the pace in terms of the women's game in England and the sheer numbers that they get, you know, at the Emirates. It's just magnificent what's going on there. And to put on a performance like that in front of such a huge crowd was brilliant, you know, 3-1 up at half time, 
adding a fourth R to the break. And um, just fantastic to see. Vinay was speaking about it afterwards, said the support we've seen for our women's team has been incredible and it's felt by everyone associated with our club. Breaking our own WSL attendance record is another landmark moment. We're proud of our women's team, our fantastic supporters and our passionate people across the club, all of whom have contributed to this moment. The hard work that got us here will continue as we remain focused on nurturing the connection with our supporters. It's been encouraging to see the attendance is and broadcast figures grow this season across the WSL. We want to ensure that we drive this level of support consistently season after season as we continue to accelerate the sustainable growth of the women's game. You know, Arsenal is just, are just doing so much for the women's game, which continues to grow in England. And it's fantastic to see. And um, yeah, it was really, really special. And it was a huge win as well. You know, after the poor start to the season that Arsenal had had under Jonas Eidenfeld this season, both in Champions League and domestically with that disappointing defeat, um on the opening day which kind of left them immediately chasing um to have found the form that they have formed now and to claw the gap back on Chelsea and then to beat them last night it was just a really really excellent day for everyone involved so well done to the women okay on to a couple of questions now before we uh, round things off. One from uh, Devi Code eight nine four five. So Charles, I'm a regular listener in Canada. What do you think of Santiago Jimenez at finals? Is it Jimenez or Jimenez? Um, he's a finisher per excellence. He will be a great addition to our under fire attack. I learned he could be available for forty million. Yeah, I'm not sure about the price tag when it comes to Jimenez. He's obviously having a fantastic season over in Holland, and he's done it in the Champions League this season as well. We scored goals in the Champions League, which is always a very good marker in terms of what you can do. I'm always a little bit suspect. I don't know why. I think it's because a couple of English clubs have been burnt about bringing in strikers from Holland who have been so prolific over there and then struggled over here. Um, I think of Matai Kesman, of course, from from Chelsea. But then there have been examples where they work very well. Ruben Nistelrooy. I mean, you can't get much better than that coming over from Holland and and uh, continuing to score that sort of goal, those sort of amount of goals as he did at Manchester United. So look, he looks like a really good player. I'm not an expert in him by any means. I can't sit here and pretend that I am. I've just seen clips of him i've seen him in the champions league i've seen the goals he scored uh for final over in holland as well and he does look like he's got an awful lot about him there's going to be lots of interest in him when there always will be when you're a striker and you're scoring the amount of goals that he is scoring and you're doing it in the champions league as well i'm sure he will get a very big move very very soon whether it's to arsenal who knows we'll have to wait and see arsenal are certainly going to be in the market for the striker whether it not be this window certainly in the summer and it remains to be seen if it's him. I've not heard that Arsenal are specifically looking at him. I'm sure they are. I'm sure everyone is. And when I say I'm sure I am, they are, it's just because you would, wouldn't you? If you're a big club and you're looking for a striker like Arsenal are, you'd be looking around at who's scoring goals. And he's one of them. So I'm sure Edu and the data team and the analysts have sat down and have, and have run the rule over him like they would have done all the strikers. And we'll just have to wait and see when they do decide to push the button and go for this striker. Um, you know, we've seen Tony linked, we've seen Osman linked, players like that. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see who they eventually go for, and we'll have to wait and see if it is Santiago Jimenez or not. But yeah, he look he looks really good, Debbie Code. He does look really good. He looks like a really exciting talent, and uh, it'll be intriguing to see where he ends up. Uh, KB is on. I think that's what you what you're getting out of your name there. It says Charles with Gary Lineker now expressing his disapproval at VAR. If it was ditched, don't you think we'll just have VAR-type scrutiny on TV after each game and it will cause equal controversy and annoyance when on-field decisions are wrong? Yeah, probably. Look, VAR isn't going anywhere 
at all. So it's not going to get ditched first and foremost. It's here to stay. I'd be stunned if it ever got taken away. You just very, very rarely do you get something brought into the game, especially like that with the amount of money that's put into it and then suddenly it gets withdrawn. It is here to stay, like it or lump it. And I, I would ditch it in an instant. I absolutely would. And like Gary Lineker, I was someone who thought this could be good for the game and I sort of called for it to be introduced. But now it's here, what it's being used for, how it's being used that what it's like in stadiums for fans, I just think it's awful and I would absolutely ditch it, but it's not going to go anywhere. Um, and I think it probably would lead to more controversy and annoyance. The one thing is that you can almost, although there's obviously controversy and annoyance when a referee gets a decision wrong before VAR, when they used to get decisions wrong, um, when the offsides were missed and replay showed that, yes, there was annoyance, but it was always tempered a little bit by the fact was it was human error done in real time and you could kind of accept it as annoying as it was. Most of them you could kind of accept because the speed of the game and it is just someone on the pitch making a decision that at the time they thought was right. What really makes it even worse under VAR, though, is when they're having 30 cameras or whatever it is. And they're all sat in a studio in the warm, watching them over and over again on replays. And they're still getting decisions wrong. And that's what frustrates so much when it comes to VAR, that... It, it makes it feel worse. It makes it feel more annoying when they get it wrong because they've got so many opportunities to make sure they get it right and yet they're still mucking up. Whereas if it was just on-field decisions at real time being given in that very moment, even if it's wrong, you can kind of understand why it's wrong and be not quite so frustrated of it. But, but it is what it is and it's not going to go anywhere. It is, uh, it is here to stay. And uh, hopefully they can just start to use it a lot, lot better than they are right now. Uh, interesting yesterday, Pep Guardiola, if you saw it, celebrating Manchester City's win against Luton outside of his technical area. Looked like he was goading the Luton manager in the celebration as well. Did he get a yellow card? Of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. Nothing more to say about that. Again, one thing for Mikel Arteta, one thing for everyone else. But anyway... Thank you very much for watching or listening to today's show. Appreciate your time. As always, I'll be back tomorrow as we gear up to the match against PSV. So until then, everyone, have a very good Monday. I'll speak to you all soon. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.